Oh, hey there. Can we please talk about UFC Austin? I realised that when I was making my picks, uh, I realised after I'd literally as soon as I ended the video that obviously it wasn't in uh, Vegas, was it? I kept on calling it UFC Vegas 57. That was incorrect. It's UFC in Austin. UFC on ESPN 31, maybe. Something like that. Anyway, it was headlined by Josh Emmett, Kelvin Qatar. It was a fantastic card. If you haven't watched that card, go back and watch it. I don't want to spoil anything, but I think it tied the UFC's record for most knockouts on a single card. It was fireworks all the way up and down. Lovely stuff. So I am going to be going through that, doing a quick recap of uh, some of the people that jumped out of the event for me, uh, see how my bets got on. A couple of them not too bad, one of them terrible. Anyway... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, how that, how all that got on. Have a quick look at the news this week. See what's been going on in MMA news. Uh, probably Jake Paul doing something, upsetting someone. You know, Conor McGregor is probably training or something. But we'll have a look. I'm gonna just have a look live this week. I'm gonna literally scroll through the news and see what jumps out at me. Uh, then we're gonna have a cut. There are a couple of real funny uh, memes that I'm gonna have a look at. So yeah, uh, all that and more on the UFC. Oh, on uh, the Burt Locker. Episode 122. So we're going to start off, uh, one of the guys that really jumped off the page for me, basically, I think he's got like six wins in the UFC now, five of which have been by uh, knockout. He is definitely becoming known as a knockout artist. I'm, of course, talking about Adrian Yanez, who's fighting in the bantamweight division. Now, uh, he fought uh, Kelly. That was it. There seemed to be a little bit of bad blood between them. Apparently, it was to do with something that somebody said about Brazil. I don't know. So, he called him like a like Jorge Masvidal if he ordered him off Wish or something like that, which is pretty funny. You know, that's a really, like, I, I don't know. Adrian Yanez, he took that personally. It's like, I don't know. It's pretty funny. But, yeah, I get it. Look, if it helps you win like that, I hope that Adrian Yanez gets kind of pissed off with all of his opponents because it was really fun to watch. Uh, so yeah, go back and uh, check out that fight if if you haven't seen it. It is uh, it, it gets pretty scrappy. You know, it, like, they're both hitting each other and it's just a fun fun fight. Like I said, spoiler alert, ends in a knockout. So <laughs> uh, what do we? Who do we think is next for um, Adrian Yanez? Now he's still. Kind of, he looking, he's looking for a decent test just to see where he stacks up. Uh, like he's, he's not quite in the rankings yet. He wants somebody who's just outside of the rankings. So possibly not uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley because he's got a fight lined up already. But I was thinking, what, where's uh, O'Malley's mate been lately? Since it, didn't he lose to Cruz? I think he lost to Cruz. I can't remember what happened with that. Um, I'll have to double check. But Casey Kenny is who I'm talking about anyway. Sean O'Malley's buddy. Uh, I say. Put Adrian Yanez in with Casey Kenny. See what happens. See what happens. I think that'd be a fun one. I think that'd be real fun. And then we've got um, uh, Julian Marquez fought, uh, uh, what's his name? Rodriguez. I forget what his, uh, yeah, uh, Gregory Rodriguez. Robocop. <laughs> he doesn't, tell you what though, I mean, actually, the guy who looks like Robocop is uh, like Cowboy Cerrone, looks quite a lot like Peter Weller when he's in Robocop. Um, I mean, Gregory Rodriguez looks nothing like Robocop, uh, other than he's got a shaved head. That's all they're looking for. But either way, great performance from Gregory Rodriguez. Again, it's another fight. You should go back and watch it. It was just kind of chaos, really. Just people smashing each other, 
back and forth. Um, yeah, it was just, yeah, it, it was it was very fun. I'm not really sure who to give Gregory Rodriguez next. He's kind of floating around, kind of, uh, yeah, approaching the... Oh, I know who. I know who. It was another big winner. Uh, Jacqueline Buckley or Hacquin Buckley. Okay, Jacqueline? Hacquin? Hacquin Buckley. Uh, got another, well, it goes down as a TKO, uh, Dr. Stoppage, round number two, because he was just messing Albert Durayev up. Uh, really good performance. I say that you match up Buckley and Rodriguez, because I think I think they're the same weight class, aren't they? Probably. Yeah, I think they're middleweights. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. But either way, even if they're not in the same weight class, match them up. <laughs> I don't care. Just, just, just get it done. Uh, then we had um, Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, I thought he would look quite good in this fight. Look, don't get me wrong. You know, uh, Tim Means gave a really good account of himself. I'm a big fan of the Dirty Bird. He's just a scrappy fighter. And he actually looked really quite, really quite good in there. Gave a very good account of himself. But one thing I would... Yeah, I just think that... That, that was the bet that I got bang on, by the way, because I did say uh, I, I just fancied Holland to get the finish and you were getting way better than even money on that, which was you know, not not a bad price, to be fair, because I was going to go you know, for the TKO. Thank God I didn't. I just thought to myself, Holland, he does have very good submissions as well. It's kind of a pick your poison, isn't it? Uh, so if I go for the TKO, he'll get the sub and vice versa. So I thought, you know what? I'll I'll cover that off and go for the double chance. Very glad that I did. So that one bet rate, excellent. Holland, thinking of next opponents for him, I say Michelle Pajera. How fun would a fight between Kevin Holland and Michelle Pajera at welterweight be? That'd be sensational. Maynard, Shelby, whichever one of you looks after that division, make it happen, please. Thank you. And uh, yeah, the main event, Keta versus uh, Emma. It was a very close fight. You know, uh, obviously people are screaming robbery again, but people don't understand what a robbery is. A robbery is when there's a clear winner and it goes to the other person. This was a very close fight. I I had Emmett edging, honestly. Yes, I had money on Josh Emmett. So yes, I was biased. But I still think the fact that he was... Like, the striking was very close in each round. So you've got to bear in mind that the judges don't actually have access to the exact number of strikes. They don't have access to the fight metrics. So you've also got to take into account that Josh Emmett was the one moving forward and pushing the action for a majority of the fight, and that is why he got the nod. And I have absolutely no problem with that. Josh Emmett surely gets a title shot next. After after Max fights Volk for the, for, for the third time... Um, Unless Volk wins, well, if Volk wins, I don't think they do that fight again. I don't. I think you'd be hard pushed to justify it, honestly. If Max wins, you're hard not to justify Volkanovski getting an immediate rematch. So we could see a fourth fight. They might do it again because it's not like they they can give Max Holloway like three opportunities at uh, at Volkanovski and then say to Volkanovski, right, well, you're done now. Piss off. You know, that, that that's probably not going to happen. They, if if Max Holloway wins, it's likely going to get done a fourth time. But if if Volkanovski wins, I don't know, man. I don't know what what you do with Max. Might have to wait until Volkanovski leaves the division or loses because I I just 
think it'll be, it gets more and more difficult to sell that fight. That being said, it's always a fun fight and it will always sell tickets. So, you know, I've just kind of contradicted myself right there. So, yeah. Uh, one thing I would like to say just before I go into the news is uh, thank you for watching and thank you for all, everyone, all your support. If you could also do me a favour, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out a lot. And I also have stuff going on on my Patreon as well. You get exclusive fight picks. There are fight picks that don't appear on the YouTube that I do over there. But you also, um, but the fight pick, you know, you get plenty of fight picks on YouTube as well. There are just extra content for my Patreons because it's the best way to, to um, support the podcast. And I thank you to the people that do. So just, yeah, thanks. And uh, please like share subscribe lovely thank you also comment let me know what you're betting on i'm always interested to know what people are betting on finding some log odds that you think i might like chuck them in the comments I'll, I'll give you i'll give you a mention i'll give you a shout out but yeah so let's have a quick look at the news I'm just going to literally go on mmafighting.com what is going on masvidal wants conor mcgregor fight before he overdoses <laughs> <laughs> really to put the BMF belt on the line with seven-figure cash money stipulation. Oh, I've got to read some of this. What's going on? Like, Jorge Masvidal is a bad motherfucker. Okay, okay. Gamebred has talked about wanting to fight McGregor in the past. He's still interested. Um, yeah, he's... <laughs> okay, right. Obviously, before this guy overdoses on cocaine, then the fight never happens. I don't get to make all that easy money. I just want to break Connor's face, Masvidal said in an interview with Block Asset. Let's get that paycheck. Let's get that all out of the way. Get selling the most pay-per-views before this guy does harm to himself or somebody else. Just like, boom, get that check real quick. Because I've got kids, right? I need the fucking money. <laughs> you know what? I do like him. I hate Masvidal. He is funny. And, um... Yeah, the thing is, I sometimes you do see Conor McGregor uh, like sat doing some bizarre stuff that is likely fueled by uh, by coke binges. You know, it's a fair play to him. Yeah, you know, he's got a lot of money. I bet he gets the real good shit, doesn't he? Hey, eh? I bet he does. I bet the stuff that he gets is woo, good shit. <laughs> Not that I'm advocating anything anything like that at all. That's no, terrible. So anyway. Uh, there's an outside chance uh, Leon Edwards upsets the welterweight champion Kamar Usman. Okay, uh, it's another intangible. Okay, I'm bored of this conversation now. I preferred it when it was just Jorge Masvidal accusing uh, Conor McGregor of being a cokehead and saying that he's going to put his um, his belt on the line. Damian Maia explains well. Oh yeah, because that's another point. They booked uh, Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makhachev. That's interesting. Uh, Damian Maia seems to think that Oliveira is the man to beat Islam Makhachev. And actually, you know what? I think he, I think he might not be wrong. Uh, there's always like that kind of quote, isn't there? If Samo was easy, they'd be called jujitsu. Shut the fuck up, right? I mean. We might see it. Like, the thing is, is like, like, don't get me wrong, Makachev, he's he's a bad man. Like, there's a reason that he's he's the boogeyman of that division. But yeah, I mean, look, you, the run that Oliveira has been on, you know, he he could easily be the guy to beat Islam Makachev. It's uh, because I want Oliveira to win so much. I kind of think I ah, might not. But yeah, right. So what's uh. What else have we got? Not really very much, to be fair. 
Uh, Israel Adesanya, I can't wait to drive MMA gloves through the face of Pereira after I go through Jared Cannonier at the UFC. So that was one thing that I saw. He's, I'm sure that um, uh, Israel Adesanya talked about, I think he said something like, well, I'm going to uh, like put on a master level performance against uh, Cannonier. It's going to be like Anderson Silva versus Forrest Griffin. It's like, okay, okay, man, but just don't say that and then fight the way that you did against Vittori. Don't say that and then go out there and just be ultra. There's nothing wrong with being ultra safe. Look, you've got to get the win first and foremost. But it annoys me when fighters go out there and say that they're going to do X, Y, and Z. And then when they actually get in there, they're like, boop move away boop, move away and which is fair enough look it's, that's fair enough that's a, the best way to win by taking the least amount of damage possible that is what you should be doing but don't then turn around and say well it's all right guys my next fight don't worry next time i'm gonna i'm gonna bring the excitement i'm gonna bring bring the uh the the fire i'm gonna bring all the fireworks so like don't don't say that shit it annoys me bugs me so uh, yeah yeah, that's about everything that's really in the news. You've got, um, obviously, Nate Diaz threatening to leave again. He asked for a summer fight or a release. Didn't he do that last summer? I don't know. I can't, I can't even keep up. Uh, look, I love Nate Diaz. I just want to see him fight. But I get bored of all these articles just saying, oh, motherfucker, I'm going to piss on your lawn, motherfucker. Unless you give me a fight, motherfucker. That's, that's literally, literally all we see from him now. I mean, just, oh, fuck me, fight or don't. <laughs> so, yeah, right, let's move on to Troll of the Week. Now, I did see some real fun ones. There's, uh, yeah, there's Christopher Nolan one. I like this one. Christopher Nolan is so talented. He goes from making blockbuster movies to translating for Portuguese UFC fighters seamlessly. Because, actually, yeah, the translator, the Portuguese translator, he does look a lot like, um, what's his face? There we go. That's the one I wanted. Yeah. So basically, yeah, here we go. Me, after hearing John Annick say, this is Kevin Holland's 15th fight since 2018. And I'm just like, I'm running the numbers on that. It's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know, man. That can't be right. That can't be right. But yeah, anyways, that's all I've got time for this week. So uh, coming up next, uh, fight-wise, we've got uh, Sarukian versus Gamrot. That's actually a really good fight. That's potentially really, really good fun. You've also got Brian Kelleher on the prelims against Mario Bautista. Um, that should be quite a fun one, actually. Because I always find that Keller is always at least—he's always at the very least fun to watch. And then you've got a really interesting fight. The one that I've got my eye on: Neil Magny versus Shavkat Rachmanov. Because Rachmanov, he is like—he—he's undefeated, I believe. I think he's like sixteen and zero. Where is it? Let's have a look. Is he 16 and 0? 15 and 0. He's 15. I was close. I was close. He's 15 and 0. And he's one of these guys. He's from Kazakhstan. He's he's just come in and dominated everybody that's been put in front of him. But Neil Magny's a legit test. So I'm going to have some real fun looking at the, the things that Neil Magny does well and maybe can present a problem. But I've been very high on Rachmanov for a while. That's going to be a tough day at the office for Neil Magny, I think. But either way... I'm getting too far into the breakdown. That's going to be, and that's that's Friday. That's the breakdown. That's Friday. That's Friday. 
So uh, until then, keep those odds long and those bets parable.